For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. A tweet from earlier this week leads us to believe that Teoscar Hernandez is not coming back. We're also going to break down some trade packages from you guys, the fans. And also, do I suck? This is episode 29 of the Hit It Here podcast. I'm here with my co-host, Joe. Joe, how's it going? I'm good, man. I don't suck like you do, so I'm doing pretty good. Overall, overall, pretty good. Postseason baseball has been relatively exciting from a you know general standpoint. Diamondbacks, go Diamondbacks! Big, big D-backs fans. So D-back dojo, baby. Yeah, it's been it's been fun. Even though I wish we were still in it, but it is what it is. Yeah. So kind of going off of that, obviously the off season is quickly approaching with the playoffs coming to an end here in the next few weeks or so. What did you see on Twitter and what did the rest of Mariners Twitter see that leads you to believe that Teoscar Hernandez is gone? So a lot of just many players, their likes are public to the world. And I don't know if people are maybe realizing that. We saw an issue with it with like the Mariners admin liking a tweet about, you know, should have done more at the trade deadline, the offseason, whatever. So there's been a couple moments where Twitter likes have been in the public eye. And there's a tweet talking about Teo's home versus road splits in 2023. And someone responded to it saying in Spanish, but English translation is a new house is required. And Teo liked that tweet. So whether or not the Mariners even had interest in bringing Teo back, because we know there's questions about the Mariners wanting to improve their contact percentage and lowering their strikeout percentage. Control the zone has been a, a shtick for the Mariners for however long I can remember. And yet they've brought in guys recently that haven't really fit the bill. So my even my assumptions around Teo's roster spot in 2024 for the Mariners was pretty skeptical. But this is all but confirms it for me that whether or not we ex- extend him a qualifying offer, I don't think he'd accept it. And he's going to test the open market anyways. And it's probably smart for him because how limited the bats are this offseason, he will get a decent chunk of change. I don't really have a spot where I think he's going to go to. I know you, you've talked about him maybe going back to the Blue Jays. Yeah, I honestly think that he will. He was just always such a good and productive player there. Looking at the splits that were posted at T-Mobile Park, Teoscar Hernandez hit 217, 263, 380 with an 81 WRC plus. And away from T-Mobile Park, he hit 295, 344, 486 with a 126 WRC plus away from T-Mobile Park. Obviously, the numbers say that Teoscar Hernandez is a much better hitter not in T-Mobile Park, which for a right-handed hitter is not surprising, right? We know that. The, it's, it's hard for righties to hit T-Mobile Park, and we've seen that throughout the years. But for Teo, especially with him liking this tweet, like you said, it's it, he's gone, in my opinion. Like, I don't know when they extend qualifying offers, when that goes through, but he's gone. He's he's not going to be here anymore. And I'm fine with that. I like Teo Oscar Hernandez, the person. I like him as a player for the most part. And I do just think he he had a rough year. But looking at these numbers... It really does seem like the ballpark could have been part of the problem. Mm-hmm. And someone saying a new a new house is required. Obviously, a new house would not be the Blue Jays. But I still think that he goes back there. He's comfortable hitting there. They liked him. He liked it there as well. I, I don't see why he wouldn't return. I'm sure they're willing to reach out to him. It just depends on what kind of contract he's going to command, in my opinion. Whether that be like a five-year 
like hundred million dollar contract. I don't know. He's obviously the wrong side of 30 now, so his contract is going to be very interesting. But with Shohei Otani being the top end of the free agent market and then Teo being like probably the next best hitter, I think Teo is going to command a lot more than what the qualifying offer is going to be giving him. Yeah, and looking at the Blue Jays in the postseason, they needed one more big bat, it looked like. Yes, they got a lot better defensively. They got more utilization out of the outfielders that they acquired in the trades that they made last offseason. But just in the postseason alone, they were missing one more hit, that one clutch bat. And whether or not that could have been tail for them, you know, it's never a guarantee that, you know, he would be able to continue to replicate that success. But would not be surprised if the Blue Jays try and bring him back to a certain, to some to some extent, you know. He is still, it shows on the road, 126 WRC+. plus. It's pretty damn good. So whether or not, you know, they're willing to reach an agreement with him or however the contract may be looking. It's it's looking like, yeah, Teo's not. And that's okay. You know, we got one year. I think he gave us what we needed or what we were wanting, which was stability in right field to a certain extent. Obviously, there's some mishaps defensively, some lapses on the base paths. But overall, I'm not overly dissatisfied with the one-year stint with the Mariners with that Teo had. And that does leave an open spot on the roster for the Mariners. Obviously, the outfield's a spot of concern for the Mariners. And if Teoscar Hernandez leaves, you have Julio in center field. You have Kalnick either in right or left. That leaves the other corner position open. And you guys had some ideas. Joe, do you want to go through this little thread here and talk about some of the ideas to fill those spots? On our little community tab post that we made about you know topics throughout the offseason, Commander Ludwig posted a, a comment saying let tail walk and get jung-hoo lee which is another you know opportunity for the Mariners to go out and get a corner bat in the outfield but that's not what we're talking about in this specific situation right now we're talking about guys that would fill it within a trade market that that corner outfield spot and there were some replies to this comment the first one being a trade package to the cardinals when in which the Mariners would receive jordan walker brendan donovan and nolan gorman now, imagine, if you will, for a second, what that package would look like, and tell me if it's close to what user Ed had to say here. Gilbert, Michael Arroyo, Dylan Moore, and Zach Deloach. So, how, yeah. so my question to you is, Colton, how fast are the Cardinals hanging up the phone? As soon as they hear the, the name Dylan Moore, they hang up. They're yeah. out. Yeah, I mean, actually, as soon as they hear you ask for Brendan Donovan after you already say Jordan Walker, they hang up the phone. Sure. <laughs> as soon as they they hear you ask for all three, they delete your number. Yeah, I think. But I think yeah. going to the Cardinals and asking for any one of those three, obviously, Brendan Donovan's a bit of an interesting situation because he is getting Tommy John. I know it's second base, so it doesn't have to throw super far, but still, it could impact a little bit there. And Jordan Walker and Nolan Gorman are guys that. W- are pretty solid bats and whether or not you can find a spot for them in the field is the question gorman second or third base but he was rotating dh a lot last year with the cardinals walker corner outfielder it's hard to say those are three names that i could very well see being targets i guess i was gonna say like just like potent bats in the mariners offense but yeah being targets for the mariners but all three in one trade package is absolutely ridiculous and I think user ed, we really appreciate your comment. I do think you missed a little bit on what it would cost for these guys. I think 
Gilbert and Arroyo is a good start to get one of them. Gilbert and Arroyo plus, like, I don't know, somebody like a Jonathan Classe. And then you can start the package from them with Jordan Walker, for example, and then add to it. I don't mm -hmm. think it would be you're trading a couple guys for one guy, especially if you're trading Gilbert. You're going to want a lot back in that trade package. Yeah. So maybe if you could bring two of those guys back for Logan Gilbert, I'm not sure. There, there There's a lot of moving parts there. Also, it the Cardinals think that they'll be contenders next year. So they're probably not willing to give up two of their starting infielders like Walker possibly could be in Nolan Gorman or Walker in the outfield. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's the idea of trading with the Cardinals makes a whole lot of sense still to this day. I think that what would make more sense at this point is maybe sending like Emerson Hancock over there and just bringing back Tommy Edmond or something as a, as just a backup as like a bench guy, he shouldn't be starting. He shouldn't be your starting second baseman every day. Yeah. But I think that him and Josh Rojas could both be over there at second base. So th there, there are pieces there for sure. And the, the Cardinals are looking for starting pitching depth, which the Mariners clearly have. It's just, what are the Cardinals willing to give up? Yeah. And we'll get more to the starting pitching depth really quickly, but I have a question for you is if we're acquiring Tommy Edmond, what does that leave you with Ryan Bliss? And I'm not saying that we need to necessarily give Ryan Bliss opening day at bats, but that is a, a, a name that has been very hot in the Mariners world because he's doing very well in the Arizona Fall League. He tore it up at the end of AAA with Tacoma. Where are you at with Bliss? And if you're willing to acquire Tommy Edmond, is that kind of tell, is that, I guess, an, a look inside to where you specifically are with him? I think that Ryan Bliss, Tommy Edmond, and Josh Rojas can all coexist on this roster. But I think that Ryan Blissis needs more time. I think that he needs to earn his place on this roster in, say, spring training or something. I don't mm -hmm. think that he should just be given at-bats for the sake of it. He needs to continue to tear it up. He needs to force the Mariners' hand in spring training and maybe even at the beginning of next year and make it impossible to not bring him up and start him at second base. Otherwise, again, Josh Rojas should not be your starting baseman. And Tommy Edmonds shouldn't really be your starting second baseman either. These guys all would need to rotate. Ryan Bliss, I think, has a future as possibly being a starting second baseman for the Seattle Mariners. But there's still so much left to be seen with him. He's only been in the organization for half a year. Yeah. So I think I don't think he would start opening day on the 40 or on the 26 man roster. But it is possible that eventually he pushes somebody out. Yeah, I think I think that's fair because we don't want to set ourselves up for failure with a guy that's technically unproven at the major league level with Ryan Bliss, like giving him a guaranteed roster spot. It is, you want to see it proven in spring training. And if he comes out and does what Jared Kalnick did last spring training, sure. Then that roster spot seems a little bit more viable, but I, I don't necessarily disagree with your statement. I don't know how I would feel about Edmund Rojas and Bliss all being on the same roster, because I assume you're probably still carrying Dylan Moore. Yeah. I and think that, at that leaves point you Tom, be. Yeah. Like if you, yeah, like, one of those because they fill a lot of the same shoe right and just kind of like running out of roster spot roster space there with still needing a backup catcher like tom murphy and hopefully a backup first baseman to a certain extent in that regard but yeah roster crunch is weird and speaking of just i guess you for pitchers you've got 13 spots and obviously we know that it's typically five starters eight relievers where are we at in terms of health and like what we're looking at for 2024 with the starting rotation? Where are we at with health for guys that we could be getting back like Robbie Ray, Marco Gonzalez, and Easton McGee? So Marco Gonzalez, I believe Jerry DePoto said, should be ready for spring training. So that's a guy who you could have out the gate. Uh, Easton McGee and like Penn Murphy, for example, they're going to be out all of next year because they got Tommy John in the middle of the season. It's usually about a 14-month window or so. So 
it's I guess possible you could see him late in the year. I still don't understand what, really why people are so in love with Easton McGee. He had one start yeah. and he was fine. Like, but otherwise we haven't seen enough out of him to even consider him depth at this point. Robbie Ray, uh, the I think the best timeline would be that he'd be back in early July, late June sometime. But I think a more conservative timeline would have him maybe August ish or sure. maybe even September. So looking at the starting rotation, I think as of right now, Castillo, Kirby, Gilbert, Miller, Wu, basically what we saw at the end of last year would happen. Uh, a possible six man rotation with Marco at the end, just to kind of try to keep Wu and Miller healthy after throwing a billion innings last season in 2023. Yeah. I could see it happening at least to start the year going with a six man or maybe skipping a start here and there and having Marco come in instead. There's a lot of moving parts. And obviously the assumption is that, based on the question that we got from David Wallum here, who says if all of our starters are back next year, who gets pushed out? Um, you know, uh, the other one was Emerson Hancock that he mentioned as well. Yeah. I'm not, I, I think he's back for by spring training as well. No? Yeah. Same timeline as Marco. So you're getting, you could start very easily next year in spring with seven major league starters ready to go. If you're considering Hancock, a major league starter. I mean, he made three starts for the Mariners, albeit because some injury, you know, injury stuff happened last year so yeah seven major league starters potentially by spring and into april i'm assuming you're pushing marco and emerson out should we retain all five of the ones that we ended with in 2023 and should you go with the five man yeah, yeah i completely agree with that and i think that you go into um you go into spring training with marco competing for the fifth spot Okay. And you have like Marco and Wu. Just, I mean, Wu obviously has the edge. No doubt say, in my mind. I don't know if it's a competition like, at that point. It's but not if, a if competition. You're looking to, but... cons to conserve his arm, to save his arm a yeah. bit for maybe a later stretch down, you know, in the dog days of summer. That's where that competition has the most weight. Mm -hmm. And Marco's under contract next year. Um, I don't see any reason for the Mariners to necessarily. I guess release him. You're then you just be eating that. Like I think it's fourteen million dollars or something like that that he's owed. Yeah, and you're not gonna get anything on the trade market for Marco Gonzalez. So you just have to hope that he comes back next year and is the guy that he was in like twenty. I think it was twenty nineteen where he had his best year. And then you know if 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 Marco Gonzalez could be the guy that he was in twenty nineteen, you have a very capable starting pitcher who's gonna get you through six, maybe give up two runs, uh, two three runs, and you know eat some innings for you. Because that's really what the Mariners didn't have when you would have like Brian Wu or Bryce Miller or someone go two innings yeah, or something like that. So if nothing else, Marco is an innings eater. Um, other than this year in 2023, he was, he's always been healthy and dependable for the most part. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see, I guess what the Mariners do with that rotation and injuries are always going to happen. I still, in my opinion, want to see the Mariners go out and add a starting pitcher, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah. That's, that's a conversation for a little bit in, in a bit here talking about where they'll go with starting pitching. Should we subtract from our current core thinking about where the Mariners are at with certain roster spots and you know, there, there's a couple hot button issues. I already addressed Ryan bliss. We've talked about the rotation. We talked about the corner outfield. First base is another hole. I guess for some people, um, according to the airman 32, you suck. Just want to, just want to throw that out there. You suck by the way, Colton, Appreciate and you that. have no Thank idea you. what you're talking about, especially when it comes to France, France <sighs> will get in his, he got in his own head and I see him being better in 2024 is what the airman said. What are your, what's your initial reaction to that? Uh, I think that the mayors need to hire this guy. Let's get him <laughs> on the, let's get him on the coaching staff, man. He knows how to fix tie France. Let's see, let's see it happen. The airman. Go yeah. on. I appreciate it. I do suck. You're right. You know, I'll, I'll do my best to be better, man. I really, I really appreciate your comment. It was very kind of you. 
yeah, I think Ty France himself is just we can't guarantee his bounce back, right? That's not something that we can always depend on. And maybe it was foolish for the Mariners in 2023 to assume that he would just be a 120 WRC plus OPS plus guy, you know? Was that foolish of them to not have, I guess, a more serviceable back serviceable backup than Mike Ford, who, albeit was pretty good in his role, right? So I don't know. As far as first base, I the the market is okay in free agency. There's a couple names that obviously stand out like Cody Bellinger, but more more so an outfielder. I think a, like I don't know, like Garrett Cooper is there, but like that's that's like the budget part of it, right? There's like the Cody Bellinger end and then like the Garrett Cooper end. And you want to find someone in the middle, but I don't know if there really is anybody in the free agent class that really stands out to me if we I, aren't expecting France to bounce back. I agree with that. I think, like, obviously one of the big names is, like, Reese Hoskins coming off that ACL injury. But I honestly think he goes back to Philly. I don't know why he would want to come here in the first place. He's sure. probably, you know, going to need to take a shorter deal just to say, hey, I'm healthy again. Smile. Like, yeah. I don't know anyone that's going to want to send, like, a five-year, like, hundred million dollar deal or whatever after he was hurt all last year so we'll see we'll see what, how it goes with reese hoskins again we talked about earlier in the show how right-handed hitters kind of don't work very well in seattle unless your name is nelson cruz so i don't know i think that if you're going to add to first base it's going to need to be a trade of some kind and we'll have a video later in, on this offseason breaking down exactly who our targets are but i think that you can you can go into 2024 with ty france as your starting first baseman but you need to have a backup plan that is better than dylan moore or tommy Lastella or mike ford yeah you you like I, maybe even a left-handed compliment i don't remember who we talked about earlier in the offseason i don't remember so there was some Dominic sort of can zone <laughs> no in free um, agency i i think so i dude i don't remember i mean like i try to think of who could be available anyone in the anybody in the um american league central you know i think like Josh Naylor. I'm oh, sure. sure. Like as like a tra- as like a trade target. Or are you right. About free agency. Free trade agency. Yeah, okay. Because free agency, the big one for me is Heimer Candelario. That's who we were talking about. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Candelario we would be about. my guy. But mm-hmm. like I mentioned, I would assume that Garrett Cooper would be <laughs> more in the Mariners' ballpark. I hope not. But with how the front office has, I guess, gone about free agency in the last couple of years. That's where my brain is at, unfortunately. But yeah, I'm Candelario, sorry. I'd say very, very high up on our list for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're talking about mm-hmm. trades. I've got some some mock trades for you if you wanted to indulge me for a bit. None yeah. are with American League Central teams, I don't think. But g- give me a number between one and five. One and five. I, yeah. To be fair, friends, I have no idea what Joe's about to tell me. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with two. Two. All right. So, this trade involves the Mariners and the Yankees. We are acquiring Glaber Torres. And in return, we are sending to the Yankees Walter Ford, Jonathan Classe, and Jose Caballero. Are you accepting that trade? If I'm the Mariners? Yeah. Yes. Are you accepting it if you're the Yankees? No. Why? I, I, I need to see more out of Walter Ford before I'm willing to give up my everyday second baseman for him. And also... Is the Yankees plan? You know what I mean? Because sure. the Orioles are good now. Like mm-hmm. the the Rays are good now. I need to know. The Yankees are never going to be sellers. They're never going to be a team that tanks. Is that the Yankees? That's just not how they operate. So, 
I, we talked about Glaber Torres last year coming off of a bad year. He was better this year for sure in 2023. Mm-hmm. And I think that I need to, I need a little bit more. I, if I'm the Yankees, I would say that I want somebody more proven than Walter Ford and Jonathan class a and Jose Caballero for that matter. I'm going to sure. want guys closer to the big leagues. That'll help me compete. If okay. I'm the Mariners, I'm doing that trade. Absolutely. That's fair. Yeah. I think I definitely craft that to be undervaluing what the Yankees return could be because for the guys in those positions like they have the the baby yankees you know the the minor league guys that are pushing on to the major leagues like jason dominguez i know he just injured you know ucl ouch but class a could fill in that spot until he's back or ready you know full strength and then go out to a corner outfield spot if they feel that he's ready but class a is honestly probably not even mlb ready until 2020 like mid 2024 maybe 2025 his speed tool is probably what's the most lucrative thing duh i agree i would decline that trade up on the yankees okay wonderful where do you want me to go next four this trade involves the washington nationals are we getting mr outfielder guy mr outfielder guy named lane thomas thank you why dude i was not a free agent until 2026 we are also acquiring joan adon if you're familiar with him he's like a young starting pitcher for the Nationals has not been very good. And we are trading them Brian Wu. Hmm. So Adon would it? come in. Brian Wu only? Mm-hmm. Wu for uh, Adon and Thomas. See, I'm not familiar with Adon. Um, I can tell you he was not that great last year. He's young, so we could develop him into being like a number five. Um, has been pitching since 2021 in the bigs, but not a ton of experience. If I'm the Mariners, I say no. Okay. Like, I'm willing to give up, like, Emerson Hancock plus, but I'm not willing to give up Brian Wu, who has already proven that he... I think you can get more for Brian Wu, personally. I think that Brian Wu straight up is worth more than Adon and Lane Thomas. I think Lane Thomas sure. was very good last year. I'd need mm-hmm. to see it more out of him. Okay. And I think that, you know, for two years of Lane Thomas, I would rather just have Brian Wu. Sure. I will just break the fourth wall. Both of these trades are accepted by the MLB Trade Value Simulator. Just let it, just letting everybody know right now that both of these would technically get accepted. So if you're ever <laughs> wanting to use this simulation tool, understand that there's a little bit more nuance than the values that it gives. Look me in the eyes. Not you, Joe. I'm talking, I'm talking to our, our adoring fans out there like the airman who said that I suck. Do not use this website and put, the, put those trade, the, the ideas that you have for trades, don't put them in our comments because you say it's accepted by that website that website sucks that website has no actual true value to it in my opinion interesting i think and mlb trade value or whatever the heck you're called if you want to sponsor us one day forget i ever said this but <laughs> I, I don't think I, it's I, completely useless i just think there's more to say than just what the values are right and these are all based around their median values so i think that it can be a useful tool it just should be used with I guess a grain of salt. Like take a step back and understand like what these values are. Like Aaron Hicks has the same value as Jared Kelnick. Aaron Hicks, who keep that in mind, except for you know four months that he was with the Orioles. Yeah, keep just keep that in mind. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to number one. The Mariners are trading with the New York Mets, getting Pete Alonso. Okay, and Jeff McNeil. Mm. We are sending Bryce Miller and Zach Deloach, and that's it. Two for two. No, Mets say no, no shot. Mets say no. Mets say no, no, no chance in hell. They're gonna, 
you're you're gonna need more for just pete alonzo you think so absolutely yeah for one year yeah i think so okay well i i don't know why like they're gonna sell pete alonzo at the height of his value if they can i think they're gonna want like could maybe maybe they'd take it for just pete alonzo but and jeff mcneil i mean that's two guys out of their out of their you know starting infield or i guess jeff mcneil be in left field whatever Mm -hmm. but yeah i think i think the mets say no if i'm the mariners yes 100 percent, 10 times out of 10 i do that no doubt in my mind i i'm zach deloach is nothing in my opinion and you know credit to him he had a good year yeah and I'd like to see him get an opportunity in the big league somewhere. I just don't know if I want that to be in Seattle. Yeah. Um, Bryce Miller, I like him a lot. I think that he could be a very good pitcher. But a year ago, we were talking about trading Bryce Miller in a package for Brian Reynolds. Yeah. And I think that now that he has proven that he can do this at a at, at the major league level, we should be asking for even more than Brian Reynolds for Bryce Miller. But if I am the Mariners, I am probably doing that trade. If I'm the Mets... I'm absolutely saying no. With that being said, the Mets are stupid. So. To an extent, yeah. I think my crafting with this pretty much was making room for the prospects to have their day. So, like, giving room for, like, Drew Gilbert and, like, Acuna eventually. Like, because McNeil's probably blocking, right? Alonzo, he's probably just gone unless they want to bring him back for whatever reason. I don't think they have, I guess, an answer for first base unless they move Brett Beatty over there which is a possibility or maybe they do Vientos like if they give him more opportunity but I will tell you this is an overpay by the Mariners the value for the Alonzo McNeil is 20.5 Miller Deloach is 24.2 how much do they value Zach Deloach four there's your problem right there yeah he is 1.1 more valuable than uh Jeff McNeil in terms of MLB trade value there's your problem right there. See this, this, this right here. The way that I'm wearing this, this is how the guy that made MLB trade value is how he looks. What's wrong with like that? This. What's wrong with the full zip? On the... I can't even breathe, dude. Well, like I sucks. get that my double chin's in the way, but I can't breathe. We're trading with the Cubs. We're trading Ty France and Emerson Hancock, and we're getting back Mark Leiter Jr. and Matt Mervis. Two for two. This is an interesting one. If you would have asked me three years ago, I'd say yes. Okay. But as of right now. No, because the marriage windows of opportunity is right now. You don't have time to wait to make sure that Matt Mervis and Mark Leiter Jr. are guys. You Mark Leiter Jr. Have... is a guy. He was good for them in the bullpen last year. It is a reliever, right? It's a reliever. But the question, you're, yeah, it's definitely Matt Mervis because like if you, he's you been got... held down in that Cub system. Like they've they've relented giving him opportunity. Yeah, like if you're trading. Ty France, who, while he was bad in 2023, has been good before. Yeah. For the possibility that Matt Mervis is good when you are in a scenario where you need to be competing for the World Series, I just don't think that's the route you want to take. But a few years ago, I would have said, sure. Yeah, okay. I'm down. Um, also, like, keep in mind, a lot of these trades, it's just you're assuming then you'll the team would then make up for, I guess, spots that are now lacking depth. Like, if we were to trade Ty France to get Matt Mervis, I would assume we would go out and bring in a right-handed first baseman on a one-year deal until Never Tyler Lockwood. Anything. I know, but you know what I'm saying. Like, that's where my thought process was when trying to, like, craft some of these. Is like, if we're trading Bryce Miller, we're also signing a starting pitcher like a Seth Lugo or going big and getting an Aaron Nola kind of a thing, you know, in a, in a perfect world. But perfect world doesn't seem to exist. All four of these trades are accepted, by the way so far not, not by colton trade simulator yeah colton trade simulator is a little bit different and the final one 
I'm rubbing my hands together like a fly. A team that needed a, a guy, a dude in the postseason. A team that could not shut down the Texas Rangers offense. The Baltimore Orioles are trading for Logan Gilbert. And in this trade, we're also sending Alberto Rodriguez. The Mariners are receiving Jordan Westberg, Dean Kramer, Austin Hayes, and Mike Bauman. If you need help on who on any of those guys are, maybe Mike Bauman, he's a reliever. I do know Mike Bauman. Okay, that's that's the trade. <clears throat> this is, okay, so I see why you're rubbing your hands together. This is definitely the most interesting one. Mm-hmm. And assuming that we would go out and supplement the loss of Logan Gilbert with a signing of Blake Snell or Sonny Gray or something like that. Mm, not necessarily. No, you're getting Dean Kramer back in this trade, right? So he could be your number four. Like going into the year, if you don't add your rotations, then Castillo, Kirby, Miller, Kramer, Miller, Kramer, Wu, right? Like he could be your number four in this scenario. If you want to supplement it, sure. But then that's crowding your rotation even more so. I, I just would want guys that are more proven. Like Logan's proven at this point. Sure. Like I feel like Castillo, Kirby, and Logan are proven. Yeah. And then you, there's a lot of question marks to back into your rotation with Miller, Wu, and Kramer. Sure. Um, I, obviously, the Orioles are not giving up Jackson Holiday, which is unfortunate. Because no, that is like, that would be like the... the no, Henderson's going to Henderson's gonna move to third eventually, and Holiday's going to be their shortstop, without a doubt like in my if, mind. If for some reason you could get them to substitute Westberg for Holiday, easy. Oh, I mean, I think, I think that is an automatic no for the yeah. Orioles anyways. Holiday's value um, is insane. Yeah, according to, yeah, baseball trade values. Right? I'm just saying in general, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say no. Okay. I don't hate you saying no. Like, any of these trades, you could have said either way. I think there's arguments for both sides. There are some that are a little bit more lopsided, but again, the, all of these trades are accepted. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I really like Logan Gilbert. I know that um, the Ben Reary Substack, by the way, make sure you guys go subscribe to Ben. Um, Great. They, he, he was talking to Ryan Divish and Divish said that the Mariners had offered um, Logan Gilbert and his agent a like a five year. I don't remember what it was five-year, $25 million contract or something like that. Basically, the Evan White contract um, and Gilbert's rookie year. And oh. basically would have bought, bought out his arbitration. And um, Gilbert's agent said that it was like a slap to the face and it was very disrespectful. So Great. Yeah, love that for us. Well, that's, um, that's such a weird caveat then because Gilbert's talked about wanting to be a Mariner for life in like certain like – Right, and keep in mind that was years ago at yeah. this point. So but it's like whatever. could have been mended for sure. Yeah. So I personally would love to see Logan Gilbert be a Mariner for life. I'd love for the Mariners to extend him this very second. But I don't know. I think that you don't need that trade with the Orioles could be there next year, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. See where we're at after this year, and then go out and maybe supplement it with that trade where you get one less year of control of everyone, and they get one less year of control with Logan Gilbert. But I think that I would rather hold on to Gilbert for 2024 and wait and see how Bryce Miller, Brian Wu develop, mm-hmm. um, see if they can become more dependable, more veteran-like presences in that um, rotation. Okay. Did you, did you enjoy my trades? Be honest. 
Um, you know, thanks. So in in talking about trades, another one that hasn't talked about a lot is Brent Rooker from the Oakland Athletics, um, mainly because he did like a Q&A on Twitter the other day mm-hmm. and someone asked him what his favorite away ballpark was, which even if they asked his favorite ballpark, he wasn't going to say the Coliseum, but his favorite <laughs> away ballpark. Uh, and he said T-Mobile. And because of that, everyone says future Mariner Brent Rooker. All right. They think that, you know, Brett Rooker's coming to the Mariners in 2023. Rooker hit 246, 329, 488 with a 130 OPS plus. He had 30 home runs. He walked 49 times and struck out 172 times. Joe, mm-hmm. how do you feel about Brent Rooker? I would love it as like your rotating fourth outfielder, maybe give Ty France a first DH guy. But if you're giving him like every day, like without a doubt, 162 starts. It's not going to happen. It'd be a little too, I, I think, too much because this is this is his first year. This is his first year being a productive ball player, right? And I'm actually, I was surprised you said 30. I was not, I didn't know he got the 30 home runs. It's very good. Good for him. Yep. He had a very good start to the year in April, and I think he slowed down, but then I, it sounds like he stabilized then. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't hate it by any means, you know, with how the, the free agent market looks, depends on how, where you add from there. But yeah, I could see it being like a, you know, a solid, maybe like weak side platoon, but like being your DH kind of a thing. Like, and then when you are facing a lefty, he's starting in the outfield at that point. Yeah, he, he's been in the league for four years. Um, He spent, let's see, two years in Minnesota. And then he spent half, or I'm sorry, two and a half years in Minnesota, spent half a year with the Royals last year and then came over to the athletics after he was released by the royals i don't know like you said it's the first year he's ever done anything at the big league level and i mean i look at the rest of his years and sure he's got he's coming into his prime right age 29 theoretically a guy's prime in there i i I go again with you need to get proven guys and I, i like brent rooker i do i like him like you said as a fourth outfielder guy but i honestly don't even know if i'd want him that high like as fourth outfielder like in my opinion, your fourth outfielder. So let's say, let's say, just for the sake of example, the Mariners go out and get Cody Bellinger this offseason to put into a corner, uh-huh. and then you have Julio Bellinger, Kalnick. Do I want Brett Rooker being that fourth outfielder rotating guy? I'm not sure. Like you'd think, want more out of that position? I think so. He I hit want thirty like, bombs. He hit thirty bombs, but it's like I don't know. I I would like to see him more proven. Like I want to see. Yeah. I don't want someone who was good for a year to you know all of a sudden be the answer that is given to us by jerry depoto and co and it also of course would depend on what all you have to give up for brent rooker like, yeah in a trade it, sure yeah, I, the, I don't know i think if jeff passman was right you're being you're being a little greedy all right i'm so greedy <laughs> i don't know i think i think i'd be okay especially with that like if it's bellinger i'm a, i'm i am a 1000 percent in on a brent rooker being a guy that's giving Jared Kelnick a day off instead of Dylan Moore at that rate. You know what I mean? Keep in mind that Brent Rooker has never played first base ever. All right. Well, then he's not the answer at first base. Then Dylan Moore can be the answer <laughs> at first base. I don't care. <laughs> 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 yeah. I think what was he third base then? Is it third base that he has innings at? He has never played the infield. Really? I could have mm-hmm. swore it was a corner infield, corner outfield guy. Just nope. corner outfield. Uh, in 2023, he played 29 games in. Left field, 31 in right field, and, the rest and 76 at DH. Yep. Okay. He's not good defensively. No, 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 no. It's definitely like a weak side platoon. You know, he's starting against lefties, potentially. Yeah. Yeah. 
I don't know. Maybe not the first base comment then. I, I assumed he had been there, but I guess not. I can understand maybe wanting more, but again, it would truly depend on what 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 you trade for him. Like if you trade like, I don't know, like a single leg lottery ticket. Sure. I don't care at that point, whatever, be my guest. But if you have to trade some like actual, you know, some actual dudes. No. What if you trade Johnson Class A? Straight up? Sure, you can do one for one. No. Really? You're low on him too. Okay. Yeah, you're right. I probably would trade Jonathan Class A for him. I mean, I am low on Class A. Yeah, I'd trade Jonathan Class A. Because, like, he doesn't help us now, whereas Rooker yeah. could. And then the A's could just field the fastest outfield in the world. The athlete. So, so Rooker in 2023, he got 175. He had 175 plate appearances versus lefties and 351 versus righties. Okay. Um, 20 of his home runs did come against righties, but against lefties, he hit 279, 354, 519. Yeah, smashed um, lefties. But this dude strikes out a lot. Yeah, I mean, 172 strikeouts in, yeah. what would that be, like 450 at-bats? Is that what it was? He had five-something. Five-something? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's uh, not great. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. I mean, I just think that if you're the Mariners, you just got to aim higher. Sure. Like, in my opinion. And for what it's worth, he had a higher strikeout rate than a Eugenio Suarez. Yeah, because well, because Gino played 162 and he, you know, yeah. he got it so more G- ABs. Yeah. Gino had, we'll just round up to a 31% strikeout percentage. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brent Rooker, he had a, we'll round, if we round up, is 33%. So. Yeah. A lot of strikeouts. And this team doesn't need strikeouts. So, yeah. I don't know. Brent Rooker, like, if, if you were to trade Jonathan Classy for Brent Rooker, I'm not going to be mad. I just, I think that there are better options out there Yeah, that maybe not on the free agent market, but better trade options out there that you can go out and get a guy who makes a little bit more contact. doesn't have to necessarily be so platoon heavy like that. That's one of the thing with the things with the Mariners this year is they were so incredibly platoon heavy in every, every spot, except for the spots they probably should have been platoon heavy in like first base. Yeah. Like, right. Like we're switching Dominic Canzone and Dylan Moore out. Like there's no tomorrow or, Jared Kellenick and Dylan Moore, Jose Caballero and Josh Rojas. Yeah. Like, there's no tomorrow. It's like, I'm tired. Like, stop. Stop with the platoons. I get it. Speaking of Ty France, we do have that video on the screen now about him going to driveline that Joe maybe should have checked that one out. Just remember, Colton, you suck. We appreciate you guys watching episode 29 of the Hit It Here podcast. Be sure to stick around all offseason long for everything else we have to say if you actually care. And go Mariners.